is up, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Canucks Weekly Podcast. My name is Dylan Kayser. I'm joined by my good pal, Jack Friedman. And Jack, the sad times continue. The Canucks, another loss against the New Jersey Devils. Although the Canucks did get two wins uh, in, in this week, but it just it just doesn't feel like it. It feels like the same old Canucks team right now. Man, the record speaks for itself. We're 32nd in the league, 2-5-2. Two, Two losses don't count for much. We need, like we were talking about last week, we need a 20-game winning streak to get over this, and this is just not what's going to happen. No, and you know the Canucks, while they had a pretty good performance against the Pittsburgh Penguins, I, I was actually at the last game against the New Jersey Devils in Rogers Arena, and man, they looked flat. They look like they have no compete right now, no energy. There's no speed to their game. I mean, I, I could just keep going on. I, I, I'm struggling to find anything positive about this team right now. I really yeah, am. I, I have to say, like, look, the, the Canucks are not the best team in history. Um, I, I don't think the Vegas Golden Knights Breaking are the best news. in history. Uh, as much oh, as here, I see, I see Jacob's comment. There we go. Yeah, like they, They're not the best team in history either, but the, the, the Canucks are just so disappointing on so many levels right now. Like it, we we came into the season with such high hopes, and we just uh, it, we were ripping on the defense. And guess who was right about that? Yeah. And by the way, folks, we are live and interactive. If you're listening to the podcast version, check out our YouTube videos. We go live every Wednesday at six o'clock. And yeah, Jacob's jumping in here saying, "Fire Bruce, trade JT, and trade Bo." Um. Hey, look. Sure. I, why not? I think we're, why not? We're, we're down for the trades at this point. Yeah, honestly, we're we're down for the trades at this point. And, you know, while I don't want to see Bruce go, if you're really going to tear everything down and you really think that he's not the right fit here, fine, do it. At this point, I think that the team just needs to make major changes. It's it's clear that what we have right now isn't working. And we're not one complimentary piece away or one small trade away or a, or a stud Nika away or, yeah. you know, an Ethan Bear away. no. We need no. some Man, impact it players. Might be Elaine Peterson. You never know. <laughs> that's that's the X factor right there. But here's the thing: is the Ottawa Senators are up for sale. I'm sure you heard that. Um, I've heard a lot of people saying the ownership is what's the problem here, and uh, yeah. you know I I can't say that that's totally wrong because it's been a decade with different staff now, and it's just a disaster all around. So oh, I, I thought where you were going with that is the Canucks should just. The Aquilini should just buy the Senators, transfer oh, well. their roster over, and we just start fresh with that. Go with that, sense. You know? yeah. Like I, you know, like maybe just merge the teams or something. I mean, they but they're both terrible. Like, so. yeah, exactly. Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, that's the thing. Is like at this point, you, you gotta you gotta fire the man in charge. Yeah, I, I agree. And the the problem is we can't really fire the man in charge, right? You know, you can't just fire an ownership group like the Aquilini's they don't give a shit they're they're gonna stick around because they know they're making money so unfortunately I just feel like you kind of we have to deal with this ownership group and until they figure it out um we might have another you know decade of mediocre hockey yeah, I mean, like, look at this. Look at this announcement that happened with the Rogers. Whatever. Oh, I don't even know. Let's, what the let's talk was. about that for a second. I, I, is... I didn't even watch it. Like, they made this big stink about it on Twitter, yeah. and like, they put out Facebook posts and made announcements, and all these people are talking. Oh, what are we doing? We should be doing a big shakeup, and it was some advertising nonsense. Like, no, they've they've extended what? their deal with Rogers for ten years, which is basically oh, wow. what it is. The TV network and the, and the radio deal. And what? How? 
tone deaf do you have to be when your team is 0 and 6 or 0 and 7, whatever they were at that point, and you come out saying major announcement and yeah, like, nothing on the ice going to be do you think it's going to like we're going to like oh we're trading bo horvat like that's you know or you know we've signed bo horvat or bruce yeah. is being fired like at, yeah. at that point like anything other than we've extended the tv deal like wow nobody wow. cares why <laughs> like, would i care no, about that nobody cares rogers just wanted to give themselves a pat in the back and get some airtime and yeah, that, Vancouver that meme no with choice. Obama putting a uh, medal on himself. Like, yeah, that, that's like, exa- that, exactly <laughs> what it is. <laughs> exactly. Um, Jacob saying Vegas sent Vancouver into rebuild. Uh, Vancouver sent Vancouver into a rebuild. That that's actually what happened. Man, I think the Boston Bruins sent Vancouver into a rebuild. <laughs> Here's the thing. I don't know if I brought this up last episode. I think I did. Trevor Linden was right. Trevor Linden got fired, what, it seems like almost 10 years ago now. He said this team needs a four-year rebuild. The ownership group said no. Jimbo's right. Old Jim Benning is right. The two-year rebuild, retool on the fly, which has never worked anywhere else in the league, but Jimbo is the man to do it. That's the right way to go, and they fired Trevor Linden. Well, now looking back at it, I think it's pretty safe to say that we'd probably – I mean, I can't say that for sure, but we'd probably be in a better situation right now if we took the pain and we went through a four or five year rebuild with Trevor Linden. That's all I'm saying. Man, at this point, like, look, we've had a decade of absolute shite hockey. I, I'll take what I can get. Honestly, like the whole tank for Bedard. Hey, did you hear But Bedard actually fell off the top rankings? Oh really? Um, yeah. So there's the, oh, okay. the the meme that was going on was that uh, not only are the Canucks tanking for Bedard, but Bedard is tanking for the Canucks because <laughs> the Canucks are going to end up picking fifth overall. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> We're going to be the worst team in the league and get that fifth overall pick again. Yeah, get exactly. Oli Ulevi part two. That's the plan. It's just history, right? Like it's the darkest timeline. So what else would you expect? Of course. And again, I mean, just talking about draft picks. You know, this is what happens when you don't commit one way or the other. You know, this team has been so half-assed. And where do they end up in the standings? Well, you know, we're going to end up with draft pick number 14 or 13, 15, somewhere in that range. A pick that really, like... Doesn't matter? Doesn't... I mean, those picks matter, sure. And But I feel like they matter more for teams that are trying to make that next step. You know, you add another young piece in a couple years, he comes in and, and makes an impact. The Canucks are less looking, than a coin flip on those guys, though. That's true. But the Canucks are looking for young players to build an entire franchise around. And you're hoping that you get that and pick 15 to 20. It's, it's not going to happen. Well, I mean, look at what happened with Jordan Schrader. And uh, man, I could name a couple of them. Like, what was he, 10th overall or something like that? Um, there was the uh, uh, Schrader was was further back. He was in the twenties, but he was, oh, was he it? was projected to go in the top ten. Hunter Shinkarik, Hunter Shinkarik, another guy in the twenty. He, here's a, I'll cut some slack for for those picks because those picks were results of decent seasons, right? If you're picking yeah. in the high twenties, okay, you at least made the playoffs. You get a draft pick. Willie to pan out. Who knows? Whatever. Fine, but. In the last 10 years, we've seen the Vancouver Canucks finish bottom 10. And we have, what, two two top 10 picks to show for it on our roster, and Elias Pedersen and Quinn Hughes. Oh, well, Horvat. Well, Horvat, too. It feels like he's been around a lot longer. But feels still. Like, well, I mean, he was traded for Corey Schneider. So, like, yeah, I know. I mean, Corey Schneider's. I mean, that, that looked like a terrible trade at the time, but man, did it work out well for us. 
It really did. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, the the balls on Mike Gillis to to pull off that trade. That was a crazy. I remember actually like screaming when I heard that trade. I was like, holy. That well, because right trade. the whole time it was Luongo's being traded, that was the rumor yeah. for two years, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Corey Schneider ends up getting moved. But, you know, the Canucks need to make a major change. I, I've said it a thousand times. I don't like you're not going to compete. So I guess I guess it's not one direction or the other. I think I guess I'm only happy with the one direction. And that's being going for a rebuild, a proper rebuild at this point. You know, the Canucks just played the New Jersey Devils a team that has gone through a rebuild the last four or five years. Mm-hmm. And what do they have to show for it? Jack Hughes, like a top center, Nico Shishir. They have a great defense. They're, they're a fast, exciting team. And it looks like they're actually making steps. And when they need to, they have money to throw around. You want a Dougie Hamilton, you know, some veteran presence on your back end. You have the cap space to do that. The Vancouver Canucks don't have that. The, the Carolina Hurricanes had to retain salary on Ethan Barrett. For crying out loud for this trade to happen. So that, that should tell you that the, the Canucks are not in a good cap situation to really do anything other than shedding players. And that's what I think they need to do at this point. All right. And another thing is like, what does that say about Ethan Bear that the Carolina Hurricanes are willing to pay him to play against them? Yeah, I mean, again, not taking anything away from Ethan Bear. And honestly, he might have been one of the better Vancouver Canucks last night. Um, he actually looked like he was, you know in the game and, and competing um, a couple of people noting that, you know, he, he was actually expressing some frustration uh, towards other Canucks players, giving up on plays and stuff. And, you know, a guy coming from a competitive team, you know, Rod the bod behind the bench in Carolina and he sees what's going on here in Vancouver. And he's kind of mm-hmm. like, what the hell maybe is this? It's a good, maybe it's a good presence to have, man. And, and on that point, talk a little bit about the Aquilini's uh, the hospitality there at Rogers arena. Uh, How were well, those concession prices? Well, here's the thing. I know better. I don't even. I don't even venture to the concessions. <laughs> I got my Japa dog before going into the game. Um, yeah, that's that's the way you got to go. You, you don't buy food or drinks in Rogers Arena. You get your food before you go in. Um, <laughs> and then yeah, plug I, in I just, your snacks. I, I can't afford. I mean, honestly, if you and I saw a bunch of people with you know. I think they got a triple O's in there or something. I don't know what their prices are, but I saw a bunch of people, you know, two beers, popcorn, fries, and a burger. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, that costs more than your bloody ticket. Like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> like, seriously, what are you doing? Yeah, like what? You spend 50, 60 bucks on the ticket and spend $100 on concession? Exactly. <laughs> it's it's crazy. I mean, it, the vibe was decent at Rogers Arena, I guess. I mean, nothing can compare, you know, Jack, when we – used to go in 2010 2011 yeah. definitely not the same yeah. atmosphere um <laughs> at about you know halfway through the second period the third period the atmosphere had completely left the building um no I doubt. Think there's like nine ten i was actually kind of surprised there's about nine ten minutes left in the third period whistle goes and people just start exiting the building and, and normally when the canucks are losing and they're down okay you expect that five minutes and under you know people start filtering out of the building but no this was halfway through the third period people were looking at it like fuck this it's it's it wasn't even entertaining hockey i think that's the yeah. worst part well like we have a bit of a reputation as fair weather fans right and it's uh it's not undeserved but again to be fair 10 years 10 years of some of the worst hockey that the league seen in however long, like I, um, I actually have this other meme that I'll uh, pull up here. 
this the Canucks are actually terrible. Like they're in the bottom five in the last ten years. Let me read this stat. Um, dating back a decade, this is a Thomas Thomas Drance tweet. Uh, dating back a decade to 2012-2013 campaign, the Vancouver Canucks have amassed 763 points points okay. in 754 games. It's 26th oh best, 26th in the league out of 31 that have played at least four NHL seasons over that time. Only Ottawa, Detroit, New Jersey, Arizona, and Buffalo are worse than the Canucks. And that's hilarious. And that's the first time I've heard this stat. And the first thing that jumps off the page to me is all of those teams that you just listed are trending up. They've got their young pieces. They they went through the pain, but now they have something to show for it. What do the Vancouver Canucks have to show for all of this pain? And like, Detroit had 30 years of dominance before this slump. To be exactly. Now they have too. CVY who's coming yeah. in and just, you know, drafting all these great players, making these deals. Um, New Jersey's I, certainly looking better than us. New Jersey was looking I, great. I don't have any faith in Buffalo or Ottawa. They could prove me wrong if they feel like it. But Hey, man, I, hey, don't sleep on Ottawa. Seriously, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm telling you, in the next couple of years, Ottawa is going to be a serious team. All right, and all right. really how, about, how about Buffalo? Buffalo, I mean – I'll be honest, I have more faith in Buffalo than I do in Vancouver right now. Um, well, that hurts because Buffalo's been terrible for 25 years. Buffalo's been terrible, but I feel like Buffalo's gone through a big change. And, you know, I'm not going to say, and I'm, I'm really not saying this, that Jack Eichel was a problem or anything, but I think there's something to be said for Moving just on. kind of like turning a new page and kind of yeah. resetting the franchise almost with some new leadership, some new voices, bringing in some young players. And I mean, and again, you know, look at Buffalo's back end. They have Owen Powers and Rasmus Dahlin, two num- number one overall picks on their back end, uh, you know, playing defense. I mean, that that's going to be tough to go against in the playoff series if you're anybody in the East. Look at Vancouver. I mean, again, what do we have? Quinn Hughes, I'm not taking anything away from him. Best defenseman we've ever seen. And Elias Patterson, great center, but... You know, are they going to impact the game that much to to that extent? I, I don't know, especially without the supporting pieces around them. Yeah, like, and, and I don't know if Oliver Ekman Larson played last night, but I heard he wasn't at practice. And like, you just can't rely on the rest of the defense. You know what I mean? Like, no. Myers was injured for the first bit of the season, and he's he's been injury pl- plagued his entire career, um, as far as I know. Even back to his days in Buffalo, I remember him back in Buffalo. And uh, we, we, we just don't have what we need. It's not an NHL core defense. It, it looks like a freaking sub-league defense, you know? If, like if, You know, if you're going to rate defensemen based off, you know, being a number one, a number two, three, four, five, six, we have Quinn Hughes, which is a number one or two defenseman. I think it's pretty fair to say on any NHL team. And then below that, what, what do we have? A bunch of number fives? Like, seriously, yeah, a like, bunch of number fives? Like, Luke Shen is probably, like, a number four on a good day. I mean, yeah, maybe Oliver, on a good day. Oliver on a good Eck team. Larson used to be a one-two, but now he's probably, like, a four-five. He's probably, like, a four-five. Exactly. Tyler Myers, same yeah. situation. Yeah. Um, who else do we have? You know, we got guys like Tucker Pullman. I mean. Plug. <laughs> Not that he's what bad. He I'm sure he's a great hockey player. He'd, he'd beat me. But, like, as far as the NHL goes, yeah, he'll play the role, but he's not going to win you a cup. No, exactly. And, again, I, I know it's not up to this management group, and they just got here, basically. But, you know, it's been eight, nine years of pain, 
and you haven't been able to assess the 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 situation on defense? Like seriously, I, I, in none of those drafts did you think that maybe let's go for a top defenseman? And the only one where you did, you completely fucked it up and took Oli Ulevi, which is one of the biggest busts in draft history. Yeah, what what did they choose him? And wasn't he like sixth overall, seventh overall, something? He was like that? fifth overall, fifth and then overall? right after him went Matthew Kachuk. Yeah, that hurts. That one hurts because he never did anything. Um, I think he had like a couple games in the NHL where he was just he, he went to Detroit eventually. Yeah, I don't like. I don't. Is he still in the NHL? Even I feel like I heard his name recently. Let me get a. I'm gonna looking up his stats right now. So like he is playing recently. right now in the AHL for the San Diego Gulls. Number five overall pick. Who's their affiliate? Uh, I guess they're the affiliate of the Red Wings. I think. San I Diego isn't. I don't know where San Diego is, but uh, like, no, it's actually no. It's the affiliate of the Ducks. Sorry. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Ducks I figured that that sounded like a California name. And um, and, and Jake Vertanen, like seriously, two top six picks, and they're not even on your team. Like, yeah, they're not even third line guys. They're just they're just gone. Big They're busts. just gone. Like, Big busts, for sure. It, and, it, like, it's even worse because in those two years, the Vancouver Canucks were, I believe, the worst team or the second worst team. And again, Yeah, we just lost the lottery. It just, like, it, painfully lost the lottery. You, you lost the lottery, and then the player that you pick, again, in a top six – a top six pick should be an NHL player. No questions asked. That you should be think. an impact player. We missed yeah. on two of them? Two yeah, of th- in a row. And that changes a franchise. It really it does. does. And, we, and we're seeing the results right now. Yeah, because imagine if we had those two guys playing the roles that they should have been playing. We'd have another number one defenseman and a number and another number one scorer. Like hey, that's that's even, the problem that we need. Even if Ole Ulevi was a second pairing defenseman and Jake Vertanen was a physical guy that, you know, just chipped in a few goals, scored 15 goals, 20 goals, maybe. Man, this this team would be better off right now than they are. I mean, because who are you replacing them with? You know, you're bringing in guys like Ethan Bear and Studnika and Lane Peterson, and you know, guys that again aren't going to make an impact. Yeah, like no, it's it's a bunch of like two steps forward, one step back, one step forward, two steps back. Like it's it's a whole bunch of sideways motion and no no actual direction to this to this ridiculous goose chase that they're on. But uh, major news, they've extended their deal with Rodgers for 10 years. Oh, right? wow. That's, that's what we wanted to hear. Uh, and, be still my, my beating heart. And oh. one thing I don't get to, just like looking at roster management, the one defenseman that I felt like actually played really well in Quinn Hughes' absence, while he might have made some mistakes, I feel like Jack Rathbone played really well for what for the role he was put in. And sure. now he's scratched, and they bring in Ethan Baird to basically replace him on the lineup, which – I don't know. I don't really get that. Do we not need more than one puck moving defenseman on this team? Is there not room for one more Quinn Hughes type player? I, I think there is. I it, it just doesn't seem like they're actually trying here. They're just making moves to say they made moves. And these are the moves that the other teams let them make because they've got no cap room. So they can't really do anything. That's so the thing. They're just going to do what the other teams let them do. They're like, Hey, I really need to make a move. Can we work something out? Like I, I need, to, I need to throw something to the, to the, to the mob, you know, like the Canucks have zero power in any negotiation right now. Yeah. Zero there's, power. There's like no leverage at all. Like what, no. like what are the other, Oh, you want Brock Besser? Yeah. Like I'll take him for however much. And the cracks like, well, what leverage do they have? Because they need to get rid of the guy. 
Exactly. And I hate to say it, Brock Besser, I feel like his stock has been dwindling since game 10 of his career. They should have moved him. They should have yeah. moved him. They should have yeah. moved him. I still think they should move him. If there is any value in him, get a defenseman. That, that's all I can say. Get you a defenseman. Hope, you would yeah. hope. What, like, at this point, why haven't they? I don't know. I really don't know. And, you know, did they really think Oliver Ekman Larson was going to revamp his career and come in and, and be a number one guy again? Do they think that about Tyler Myers when we've already had him for two, three years and we we've seen what we have in Tyler Myers, you know, sometimes yeah, productive, sometimes cross checking people in the teeth. I mean, it, it's a coin flip. Man, it's there's just nothing going for us right now. I, I don't even know what to think about it. Like it's Yeah, I don't know what to think either. Like I, I figured moving out Jimbo would make some changes, but the, I mean the guys we have in right now, like I, I feel like they're just not ballsy enough. Uh Andrew is pleading, is pleading. Vancouver can turn the page. Please turn the page around. Yes, please turn the page, Vancouver. Come on. Andrew, thanks for jumping on, buddy. Yeah, I I hope they turn the page, but I I like it. The team's not good. The the team is just not good. I, I, like I I'll fully admit, you know, looking at this team on paper before coming into the season, I looked at it, looked at the talent that we have, and I thought this team could potentially make the playoffs. But we know that this isn't NHL twenty three. Like this is a real sport with real people and. Now that we see them on the ice together playing as a team, is it not obvious that it just doesn't work? Is it not obvious that, hey, sometimes things look great on paper, but in practice, they just don't work? Injuries. Injuries, Injuries. have been non, non-existent really this year. I mean, have, have they really impacted the team? They impacted the start. There was a few defense, like Myers was on uh, IR, Besser was out, but like Here's these the, are the guys we need to be making uh, making an impact, right? Sure, good teams can get past a couple injuries, though. It's true. I mean, that's the problem I have. I, I don't. I just don't. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say about the team right now. You know, it's make some changes or. What is this? Is this acceptable? Is this the the kind of hockey that Vancouver Canucks fans should just get accustomed to and not worry about striving to to win? Not worry about you know winning the Stanley Cup. Let's just see a couple good individual performances and get some cheap tickets. I mean, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. like I, I I'll pay to see Pedersen, but if the team's going to be in the dumps like this for the next ten years, then I would be sorry for him if they don't move him out. Yeah, I agree. And, and honestly, a big reason why I think Bo Horvat might not be a Vancouver Canuck by this time next year. He's yeah. been with this team for a long time, and he's seen a lot of losing. And again, does it look like to him that things are, are turning around here? Well, I mean, he even said it himself that it doesn't look like it. So He's played eight seasons for the Vancouver Canucks. This is season nine. It's a long time. It's a long time. I know it's a long time and he's put up great numbers. He's done everything he can. I mean, look at his numbers right now, eight goals in 10 games. Unbelievable. I mean, he obviously can't keep up that pace, but you know, you just can't expect a guy like that to carry the team. You just really can't. And no, until they address the defense, nothing will change, you know? And again, 
I'm not putting any blame on Thatcher Demko. Still a great goalie. He's just not standing on his head like he was last year. No. But so, I mean, the defense is undermining him. So what well, can well, you do, right? That's the thing, right? If you had a decent defense, then Thatcher Demko not standing on his head every single night isn't an issue. It no. shouldn't be an issue. Your goalie shouldn't have to stand on his head every single night to give like, you a chance. Here's the thing. is like I'm going to go ahead and assume that Thatcher Demko is ideally a two goals against average guy. He sure. can hit 2.0. And if we assume that and the Canucks are losing four to two every night, then we're losing two goals to the defense every night. And two of those goals might, might well not be Thatcher Demko's fault. And if you look at the scores, the Canucks are losing four to two, five to two, four to two, five to two. Yeah, those goals above two are the defense's fault. That's that is what's the, taking the Canucks out. Yeah, no, that, that's a great point. I mean, on average, yeah, when when this team has played well, those are the numbers that Thatcher Demko gets. And yeah, you're, you're completely right there. Uh, Andrew saying fire their coach or GM. I mean, <laughs> the GM is not getting fired. He just got hired last year, Andrew. So I think the GM's going to stick around. Typically, yeah. GMs stay around for three to six years. So who knows? Well, you fire can't the measure head. their performance, right? Fire the like the coach's performances day in day out. GM, you can't tell what's going on until you make the playoffs or not. Exactly, exactly. And uh, interesting move, Bo Horvat. He's so weak, and he's the captain. He's so dumb. All right, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hate on for Bo Horvat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, I get it though. Like it's it's tough. Because you you gotta you gotta hold the people in charge accountable, and he's the captain, so he's got to take some of the blame on that. But yeah, he's playing well. He's scoring goals. Um, I guess we got to see something off the ice. Is sort of what Andrew's talking about. Yeah, well, th- that's the problem here. It's like you can't say it's the coach's fault because you know Boudreaux came in last year and did what he did. The team played great. Everyone loves Boudreaux. The players, while I don't think they're playing great, you almost can't blame it on the players. And you can't blame it on Boudreaux. I mean, Boudreaux's playing with the cards that he has, right? It's up to the GM to give him good cards to play with. Yep. And he hasn't done and the GM hasn't done that yet. I mean, yep. Mikheyev and Kuzmenko, good complimentary pieces. You know, you know what teams get complimentary pieces and you know. They go on CBC and they go off about how these were great pickups. Teams that are competitive for the Stanley Cup. You don't pick yeah. up complimentary pieces when you're a bottom-dwelling team or you're, you're a team in transition. You know what those teams need? Impact players. Those, yeah. you, know, you need backbone players to really change the makeup of your team. Got to build seen, from the ground up. You do. Have we seen that? Have we seen... No, you know, we've any, seen retool on the fly. We haven't seen we haven't seen the full ass. We've seen the half ass. And, and you know what's scary is this offseason for the Vancouver Canucks kind of seemed in the same line of you know the Jim Benning offseasons was you know retool on the fly kind of thing. Add a couple pieces here and there, and well, that's the thing. Like you're saying goes. about complementary pieces, man, is who needs complementary pieces? Yeah, Stanley Cup teams. Um, and what do you have to do to get complementary pieces? You got to buy them. Yeah. The Canucks are not a buying team. They're a selling team. We, we have to sell. We have to sell. And if this team doesn't sell or doesn't make any moves, I, 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 I just don't know what direction they're going. You know, I, I feel like a move would kind of s- signal what direction they're going. I, I think if we don't see some trade deadline moves, like, I, I don't know where this team's going in the next five years. 
I don't know either. And hey, if if they thought that the moves, you know, acquiring Ethan Bear and Stanika that signaled something, well, I mean, I, I guess it did in, in showing us that they still somehow believe in this team. That there's only a couple tweaks need to be made need to be made here. I mean, uh, that's a bunch of crap. That's what I'm getting. A bunch of crap. It is a bunch of crap. Um, it's by a the way, on a bullet wound. By the way, this uh, Studica trade that saw uh, Michael DiPietro going the other way to the Boston Bruins. Apparently, DiPietro has nowhere to play in the Bruins organization right now, so he's he's on loan, still playing for the. Yeah, Abs- I heard that. Now. It's so bizarre, man. That yeah. I kind of feel bad for Mikey DiPietro. And again, like this is a merit league. If you're going to win games for the team, they're going to yeah. put you on the team. But his development, you could argue, hasn't been great. And now they're treating him this way where they sent him down in the AHL. I don't think he was even their starter. They trade him and then they don't even ship him out of town. They're like, okay, we've traded you and now you got to <laughs> stick around. Like how awkward yeah. and awful is that? So bizarre. Yeah, no, it's... It- the Canucks uh, admin, their their administration this summer, all the moves they've made from the Rachel Dory thing to the yeah. allegations against Sacolini, like there have just been some weird, like Kessler telling, coming out and saying that he was told to lie back in yeah. the day. Yeah. Man, this has just been such a weird couple months for the Canucks PR wise, and it's not getting better anytime soon. Did you, uh, I don't know if you listen to Spit and Chicklets, but you should listen to the Ryan Kessler interview. Uh, It was interesting, you know, Kessler, big part of the Canucks organization uh, throughout their prime. And hey, by the way, call me Chun-Li. What's up? Thanks for jumping on the stream. Um, You know, telling some good stories about like torts and and different things. It was was interesting. So definitely uh, go check that one out. I mean, there's one where he was getting into it with torts. And uh, apparently Torch was like, you want to make this about me and you? And they just got in a big fuck you match, right? <laughs> and then they got on the ice afterwards. Torch comes up to Kessler and he's like, and this was after, you know, the whole, the trade deadline and Kessler didn't get moved, but it's clear that he wanted out. Um, Torch came up to him. He's like, that's right, Kess. I, I love it. I love the passion. Cause he, it was some coaches like it when you, you know, you get right in their face and go at him. Torch is like, you know, if you if I'm here and, and you're here next year, we're gonna get you on your A game. And Kessler's like, Torch, I'm not gonna be here next year, and you're not gonna be here next year. And he, just, <laughs> he just laughed and skated off, <laughs> which was so true. It ended up coming true. true. Yeah, yeah. Torch was not the right coach for the Sedines. That's the thing. Yeah, just yeah. not the right coach. And it, he, he can't. You can't make the Sedines play your game. The Sedines play their game. And he might well have been the right coach for Kessler, but wasn't meant to be. Yeah, I mean, hey, he, he is the right coach in some places. You know, Columbus Blue Jackets saw some great success with him. Obviously, he has that. He has the yeah, he has the cup in in Tampa Bay. Um, just <laughs> just didn't work out here. No. Um, all right, should we go to our poll question? Actually, I think we're we're getting pretty close to wrapping this one up. Yeah, one last thing before we move okay, on yeah. is I want talk about that suspension because i watch the player safety videos and i watch every player safety video that comes out and i have to say that what kuznetsov did was way worse than what rasmussen did in this last in this last clip i can't believe it rasmussen like barely hit him and it and it looked accidental in some sense and he gets two games and Kuznetsov only got one and i just don't understand the standard please explain it to me dylan yeah, I need to I, I need to find this Rasmussen uh, slash here. I can't find a good video of it. So just go to NHL.com under video. 
Here we go. In the I got video it. Tab, there's the player safety decisions. And I, I, and you tell me which one. I just can't believe it, to be honest with you. I, okay, I think that the Rasmussen one is not even close to as bad as what Kuznetsov did. All right. So I'm watching right now. Let's see, as they're skating past the DraftKings Sportsbook ad. Hockey fans, it's finally time to hit the ice again. And thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you're in for the season of a lifetime. New customers can bet $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets if they win. Do you think that Shesterkin's the favorite to win the Vesna? I don't know. I like the plus 500 on Andre Vasilevsky. There's also a Battle of Alberta coming up next weekend. How many points does Connor McDavid end up with? Who gets the win? What's the final score? These are all things you can bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game, and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. No, this is nothing nothing like what happened. I get why Rasmussen got suspended, sort of, but it looks more accidental than what Kuznetsov did. I, Kuznetsov I'm sorry. Took a two-hand chop to the head. What I saw there, and while I'm not condoning it, it was like, I don't know, a an aggressive tussle. Of? It's an aggressive yeah. like follow-through of, I'm getting my body in front of you and I'm, I'm gripping my stick kind of I thing. I don't think he meant to hit him in the head. No. Kuznetsov was like lumberjack out there trying to chop some trees down. Yeah, so I don't get it. Why did Rasmussen get two games and Kuznetsov I, gets what? I don't understand. Please I don't explain. Know. I don't know. Like, I mean, what is going on? I mean, I guess that's a question for NHL player safety, but uh, I'm not crazy. It's not just me. This is like, no, like, come on. No, I, I don't agree with that either. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I have no explanation for that. I mean, once again, the 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 league is not consistent with suspensions, not consistent with what's illegal and what's legal. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like this is always going to be an issue with the NHL until they, you know, I don't like, know. I'm have... glad they make these player safety decisions, the videos, because you get to actually like break down, you hear their reasoning sure. and all that. But the the penalty at the end often has like little to no. Uh, connection to what they actually talked about in the video. It's just we we made this decision and we kind of threw it around the room and be like, oh, is this one game? Is this two games? I don't know. Let's throw a number of games. Like, yeah, I don't know how they came to this decision. It makes no sense. No, it, it makes no sense. And honestly, the next slash will be identical. Will be three games. No, uh, no suspension or three games. Like, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Pick a number out of a hat. Um, trade rumors. Yeah, call me Chun-Li saying any trade rumors out there should both be traded. I mean, I think there's probably, I mean, there's no specific rumors out there. But there's the, the fact- fan base coming out and talking about trade everyone. Well, well, that, and also the fact, you know, we're kind of ripping on the, on the Canucks for making these small trades. The fact that they are calling around the league makes me think that they were probably trying to get something bigger done and, and they kind of had to settle for whatever happened, you know, with Stunika or, or Ethan Bear or whatever. But 
hey, they're they're on the phones, right? It's not like they're not calling around right now. So maybe something does come of it. Yeah, it's I mean, fair enough. Yeah, like that's a good sign that they're actually keeping in contact with people and like, you know, making some moves, getting their feet wet. Sure. Exactly. Victoria, thanks for uh, jumping on the stream. Jacob saying Eichel, best NHL player to ever play. Okay. Jacob uh, might be a little biased. Just a little. Jack Eichel is a damn good player. I mean, one, one of the best players in the league. I will say that. But he's not the best player in the league. So you got to give that to Connor McDavid. Everyone agrees about that, at least. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's go to our poll question here. Uh, on Twitter, at Canucks Weekly. Um this poll is endorsed by Elon Musk, <laughs> apparently. What? It owns Twitter now. Seems good. Um, where is the poll? The poll's got to be here somewhere. There we go. Here's the poll. So the poll question is, will the Canucks make any significant trades or changes? Sorry, significant changes. The options were yes, a trade. Yes, coaching. No, and no insignificant move. So acquiring an Ethan Bear or a Jack Studnika. So the results are, yes, for making a trade, a significant trade. People think, 50% of people think that, yes, the Canucks will make a significant trade. I mean, I, I feel like that's high hopes. But anyways, we'll look through uh, the rest of the results. Yes, for coaching, 1.5%. Nobody here thinks that Boudreaux is the problem. And, and I'll agree with that. I really don't think coaching no. is the issue. No. Um, no at 18% and no insignificant change at 29%. So honestly, it's pretty much right down the middle. I mean, I, I feel like half the team has some faith that the Canucks are going to make some changes. And the other half, well, I, I hate to say it, they're kind of like us. They're kind of too used to this mediocre hockey and nothing happening and no big changes happening. And we're just going to ride it out. And these guys are going to figure it out and they don't figure it out. Yeah. We missed the playoffs and we're back at square one. I mean, yeah, yeah that that's kind of what I'm feeling right now. So Pretty again, down. yeah, it, exactly. So again, will the Canucks make any significant changes? Yes. At 50% and no, basically at 50% as well. I, I bloody well hope so. Yeah. I don't I, even I care so. what it is at this point. Uh, 65 votes in that one. Um, let's see if there's any tweets on this comment. So at Canucks insanity says they don't seem to have much trade value or aggression. I doubt Bruce gets chopped. The Ethan bear trade is probably the best we get or another of the same value. I mean, thanks for the tweet on, on Twitter. We appreciate it, but I just don't think that these small moves like Ethan bear or Studnik are going to get anything done. Um, super funker says hire Elon. Apparently he can fix anything. Um, there you go. So hire Elon. I mean, he's the richest man in the world. Can't argue with that. Yeah. Rick Kane, thanks for jumping on, buddy. I mean, hey, if anybody knows pain, it's a San Jose Sharks fan right now. The Canucks and the Sharks are, are two of the same. Um, the Sharks have just, a reputation for absolutely blowing it in the playoffs every single year. It just so happens that near, these are the only two teams I've ever done a podcast on are the, the losing Sharks and the losing Canucks. But, I'm the curse. If I choose to podcast about your team, it's done. It's over. <laughs> it's the playoffs. Yeah. Well, man, we got to keep faith somehow. Somehow. 
Uh, last comment here before I think we're pretty much ready to wrap this up. I mean, we've basically just been ripping on the team for what 40 what minutes. What else can here. you do, man? What else can you do? What else can you do? Uh, Myers that call me Chun Lee says Myers and Besser have to go if there is a trade. Do you agree? I Besser agree. likely to be traded. Myers might be impossible to move. I, I agree. I, think, I, I agree as well. And I think Besser has some value. Myers might have some value. I mean, I believe he's Myers might be impossible to move. I think is correct. Well, is, is Tyler Myers not on an expiring contract? That I don't know. Let me, let me look this up quickly. But I, I think for a sixth. If it's, no, he has one more year left on his deal. Move for a seventh. I was going to say, if, if he was on an expiring deal, maybe you can move Myers. If a team has, has cap space, right, and this player's contract is expiring, they don't care if they're overpaying him as, if he's off the books. What but, do you expect to get for him? Like a third? Sure. You know, that'd be, that'd I, I, a lot. I, I, well, maybe a uh, maybe a fourth, <laughs> maybe like a BC prospect, something. But again, yeah. I think Tyler Myers would add value to uh, a Stanley Cup contending team that wants to add some size in the back end, that wants to add you know a bunch of minor penalties throughout the game. No, I'm just joking. But <laughs> <laughs> you're not joking. <laughs> I'm actually not. Um, but I, hey, again, adding that speed, adding that size. If you're using Tyler Myers as, you know, a bottom pair defenseman, I could see a contender moving some sort of, you know, minor asset to get that. I really could. Sure. But sure. not with another year of six mil on the bucks. That never going to happen. Sorry. No. Yeah. I don't know. I just want to see something. Just want to see something. If you were to do a 32 team NHL from scratch, where would you put teams? I don't know if we have quite enough time for this question. Jeez. Well, I mean, we can just say, like, the, the, the cities that need teams, obviously, Quebec City. Uh, I've heard um, Hartford apparently is a big place that needs a, a, a team again. Hartford's not big enough. There's, like, I don't know 300,000 people there. Well, I mean, that's bigger than Winnipeg, isn't it? I don't know uh, no, Winnipeg, Winnipeg is, like, 800,000. Winnipeg oh, is it really? Yeah, yeah. I just don't think uh, Hartford quite has the population for it. I mean, what was what, the other one that I was thinking of, though? There was some other, uh, like... Well, I mean, Houston, Houston sure. has been talked yeah. about a lot, and they probably yeah. could do it. Um, yeah, move Arizona to Quebec. Um, Houston, sure, another great option. I, as much as people talk about it, I really don't want an NHL team in Victoria. No, it wouldn't, wouldn't work. Not even close. I, I like. I don't want somebody competing with the Canucks. We've already got Seattle. We've already got Vegas. Like, uh, an NHL team in Victoria would be an absolute failure. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they, they just again don't. It's it's kind of like Hart, uh, Hartford. They don't have the population, and also you don't really have the corporate sponsors in smaller cities like this, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, which is one of the reasons. I mean, this isn't official or anything, but apparently that's one of the reasons the league left Winnipeg in the first place was corporate sponsorship just wasn't there. Now, Winnipeg has changed a lot in the last 30 years. So apparently it's it's there now and it's present so they can make a viable team. But I, I think that's another aspect. And, you know, when you're looking at cities with a population of 400, 500,000, I, I don't know how many season tickets you can expect to sell at the end yeah. of the day. Um, and also, you know, TV's a big deal with this. And for the Vancouver Canucks, I mean, they, they have the Victoria market, the Island market. There's no need to split that up. Right. No, exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking too. Like you just don't need that divided. Like they're, I think they have zones too, don't they? I, I believe so. Uh, call me Chun-Li. Biggest thing is clearing cap for 
Bo and Kuzmenko. I mean, if you're planning on re-signing them, sure. But hey, there is a world where they trade Bo Horvat. I really do believe that. Uh, Rick Kane saying, for me, I stuck with traditional markets mostly, but took very few risks. All right. Fair enough. Rick, thanks so much for jumping on. Um, Jack, do, do we have anything more here? Again, I, I just this is a Canucks rip fest. I mean, I, there's nothing positive Man, to say. I, I'm just going to say that I will always be a Canucks fan. I don't care what happens. Uh, I'll be disappointed in the team if they don't make some changes. <laughs> they're making it hard. They're making our lives difficult. They're making it hard. They're making it hard. And you know what? The darkest timeline is hard to get through, but uh, we you do what you can with what you have. Well, that's that's why you put up with difficult times, right? Because you are a fan of the team. It, it would be too easy at this point to say, "Fuck it, I'm gonna just gonna cheer for Seattle." Or I'm gonna Man, pick I've got the team. jersey. I'm not gonna go out and buy a different jersey. Yeah, now. exactly. Like, you know, on. I got the jersey behind me. You can see the the Vancouver jersey there. I got yeah. the Bo Horvat bobblehead. I mean, there, there's no turning back. There's there no really is. Look, the, the blanket. Like we've got everything. Yeah, like, Jack, we've been Canucks fans since like the age of three. So there's really like, no yeah. coming back. No. It's All right. Not happening. Um. We will not be back anymore for this podcast because we're done. We're done with this team. No, uh, <laughs> we will be back next Wednesday at six o'clock folks. Thanks to everybody that jumped on this live stream. Jacob, Victoria, Rick, uh, Chun-Li, or is it call me Chun-Li? I don't know. I can't, I, I've clarified this before with this user before, but I can't remember if they want to go by Chun-Li or call me Chun-Li. So well, I mean, I'll follow the instructions. So Chun-Li. Chun-Li. Okay, there we go. There we go, Chunley. Thanks so much for jumping on. Uh, did I miss anybody? Oh yeah, Andrew was in the stream too, saying uh, begging the Canucks to please turn this ship and around. Fire everyone. Fire everybody. <laughs> All right, Jack. Anything else? We good to go? I think we're good. All right, I think we're good, folks. Uh, we'll see you next week. Hopefully, we get a few Canucks wins uh, out of this upcoming week. But if not, we will uh, continue to rip on the Vancouver Canucks. There we go. Thanks for jumping on. We will see you next Wednesday. See ya.